Alright. I think we're ready. I'll just kind of put it right here so we can get back of our... And we can get Ella breathing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Living the South Life. We're back. We're back. Happy end of summer, everybody. Um, we took a little break uh, to to have summertime. It's just hard. It's just hard to do the podcast. It's hard to have a schedule during summer. Um, summer at South Life is is time to backstop. We get ready for. Christmas during summer uh, at South Life. So we're in the store today. Um, and Ella's here. Y'all are going to hear her rustling around. Um, she's been, already been up and down. But we thought it would be kind of cool. One of the things that, one of the reasons we took a break this summer was to go back into wholesale. And we so did. we thought we'd kind of talk about what that is um, and kind of give you guys some insight into what we are kind of preparing for this summer. Um, so we'll just kind of kick it off. Macy, I think you got some questions for us. Yeah. So, and Avery's in the background sewing. <laughs> Say hi, Avery. Hello. <laughs> um, so why don't you start with pretty simple question. What is wholesale? Sure. Um, Wholesale is is selling our products to other stores. Um, so it's it's the act of, of another store reselling what we make. Um, so we're actually the manufacturer and the wholesaler slash distributor of South Life products since we make everything uh, in the line. Yep. And so that's technically the definition of, of wholesale. Is wholesale how South Life started? It is. <laughs> we uh, it was kind of inadvertently how South Life started. We uh, we initially started going to the wholesale shows with a another line called Lizzie J's, and that was our uh, bullet and shotgun shell jewelry line. Um, we did that for quite a few years um, at the wholesale shows. I think Heather was going to seven to nine shows a year all over the country from Atlanta to Vegas to Denver to you name it. She did it. Um, and we did that hard for about six years, I think. Um, six, seven years. And then, uh, you know, times change and, you know, everything has a season. Um, and we, you know, noticed that there was, you know, some shifting in that uh, product market. So uh, we had done some leather pieces, small stuff, mm -hmm. bracelets and belts and, you know, small little things. Um, and you kind of had like, we even had a little showroom, a separate showroom in Atlanta mm -hmm. yep. that already had the South Life name That's attached right. to it. So yep. we, we had South Life, um, yep. you know, trademarked for about the same amount of time as yeah. Lizzie James. Yeah, we did. Because, you know, I, I, in the very beginning, I came up with um, some more male-driven products, and we didn't want to put that in the Lizzie J's line. I, me as a guy, I'm not going to buy a product from a company called Lizzie J's, you know. <laughs> so we came up with South Life for the men's line, um, and it was funny. We we had about 
four different booths going at America's Mart at one time. So I was, you know, kind of manning a booth situation and Heather was manning a couple of other booth situations. And I happened to be in the booth uh, downstairs in the Made in America section one afternoon um, and the buyer from Orvis came through and uh, they wanted us to make um, some placemat and desk blotters for them. Um, so we worked out a deal with them. Um, we did that. We bought a whole bunch of new equipment. We bought a whole bunch of leather. Um, you know, we designed it and we started making those products for Orvis. Well, they picked us up for about one year and they never picked us back up. So, you know, we had all this uh, investment in these two products and it was a significant investment. And we bought uh, a special machine. Yeah, we bought, <laughs> you know, probably not the way to do that, but we did it. And um, so anyway, we, we were sitting on all this stuff and Heather came into the workshop, you know, one afternoon and I was playing around with it. And uh, she's like, oh my God, we, we got to figure something out with this. Like, you know, we got all this money just sitting here. And I, and I said, well, you know, I've been thinking about it also. And I honestly think I can make a pocketbook mm-hmm. out of this. And um, that's honestly where this whole line was born, was from a failure. Um, you know, we, we thought we, we had something amazing with a, a big box, you know, store, and it turned into a disaster, which I think it happens probably more often than not, you know. Um, and that was just kind of na- naive on our part, but, you know, something very good came out of that bad experience, you know. If we hadn't had that happen, I don't know that we would have started creating the bags. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we really started out with two two bag styles. Um, we ran with that pretty hard and heavy for the Long first... Time. And one, know, one color leather. That's yeah. all we had. Yeah, that's all we had. Which is what? Aged bourbon. The aged bourbon, yeah. yeah. So that still was our, our most popular. That was our original color. Um, yeah. And honestly, probably our best-selling bag is still the one that we came up with. You know, it was the... The square tote. The square... Well, the bucket bag. The large ba- bucket. The large bucket bag and the square tote. So those were the first two bags I came up with, and they're still our best sellers, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know... That's guess, a long answer, too. Yeah. Is did that South a... Life start as wholesale? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I mean, but I think there's just so much to learn from that experience, which is like you know, something may look like you got shut down or there was a door closed. Yeah, failure turned into a a win, you know. But then also, like, we've always been of the mindset that use what is in front of you. Um, Because as a small business, you don't have the luxury of, you know, just going out and investing in whatever, all this stuff and you don't have the luxury of doing that. And so we had, he, you know, he had to use what was right there in front of him. And Lizzie J's was the same way. Um, and so it's just been over the years, I think we've, you know, kind of said, okay, what's in front of us? What can we use that we already have? And, and that's what we've, what we've done. So I think that was a, there's a couple of good lessons that have come out of that. And, um, you know, it's not about how many times you fall. It's about how many times you get up. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah. And, uh, cause you're literally looking at a whole store full of product that wouldn't exist if we hadn't have gotten a no. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's very true. so yeah. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of that, are there any like funny stories or experiences in wholesale <laughs> that kind of you thought was a flop but then led you to something else or? Well, I mean, I think our first show, like the first show that we legitimately went to because we, you know, we started here in Thomasville. Kelly started Lizzie J's mm-hmm. as like just going door to door, literally, and saying, "Will you put yeah. my product in your store and I would sign it?" Beg people to put my stuff in their store. Yeah. I mean, it, it's and so that started like that, and then some one day somebody said, um, "Well, y'all should go to America's Mart, which is in Atlanta." So we're we're lucky geographically that the world's largest wholesale show is, you know four hours in our in our front yard right right? and um four hours north and so we did that we called up there and it's a it's three blocks in downtown atlanta it's there's multiple floors and multiple show opportunities opportunities throughout the year year. like we had no idea i mean we had no idea Yeah. yeah and um so i called and i was like you know, oh, we want to show our stuff. And they're like, oh, our next show is Cash and Carry. Well, if you know anything about me, I'm like, yes, next show, next, yes. We're not waiting. Like, we're not, I mean, we're going right now. And uh, I didn't know that there was a difference. And there's a very there's large a huge difference. difference. And the different kinds of shows that they put on throughout the year, exhibitor shows, right, mm-hmm. or exhibitor opportunities. And so we went to the Cash and Carry. And we we went all out. We went I mean, all out. We did I this mean, amazing booth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we did. And we spent hours making product. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it wasn't just we spent hours making the product. We spent almost every dime we had. Yes, that too. Because this is where we were the period of time where we were kind of in transition from professional jobs to entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And Heather had, you know, received a, a severance package from mm-hmm. her pharmaceutical company that she was working with. Mm-hmm. And um, so we took all that money, and that's everything we had, mm-hmm. and went to that show with that money, you know. But, like, where... Where did we do that? We did it above Jimmy Sewing Back. So yeah, we, we, we were yeah. making all of our product, getting ready for the shows, you know, working on our little booth stuff upstairs at Jimmy Sewing Back, which is now where we're, you know, renovating the space uh, across the street. Um, yeah, her grandma, I think, felt sorry for them at the time because they were... Yeah, they were still in business. They were still downstairs. in business operating their, their business right. out of that downstairs with the vacuum, you know, vacuum cleaner and sewing machine repair. And... Uh, you know, there was one outlet up there that I could plug, you know, something, some kind of electricity into, and it was a light and something else, and, you know, no heat, no air. I mean, it was just, it was rough, I'm, it was you know, hot. but we were working so hard that it it didn't really phase us, you know, um, and we did it, and uh, we went to that show. We started setting up, and immediately I was like, Ooh. I think we've made a, mistake, made a mistake, you know, because everybody else is pulling out these fold-up tables and church. I call them church tables. Yeah, church tables. It's you like know. it's like what, what you pull out in the church basement for the potluck supper, you know. Yeah. Like, that's what everybody else was putting their stuff yeah. on. And so, we were like, oh, we've got all this these nice tables. And oh, man, we had like a, I think like and, a $800 flower arrangement. Yeah, I mean, it was, we had gone all out. I mean. It was insane, right? We were very stupid. And, uh. So the cash and carry show is actually where people like us that have leftover inventory at the end of the year, they go to get rid of it and sell it really cheap and really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so after about the first day of the show, we were staying with one of our friends, one of our friends in, in Atlanta because we, we couldn't afford to <laughs> rent a hotel room. 
We had driven your dad's truck up there yep. because we didn't have anything to. We didn't have a car yeah. big enough. Well, we only had one car at the time because I didn't have a car anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> we had that old Wagoneer. Yeah. We had the Wagoneer. So we had a Wagoneer yeah. that could not have made the trip to Atlanta. Well, um, yeah. And we had pawned the title to the Wagoneer to actually yeah. get leather. Yeah. To do some leather To make stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we were hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. And then we get up there. We were all in. We were all in. <laughs> we get up there, as is every good entrepreneur, and it was the wrong show. I get physically ill. Like, physically sick. Like, cannot, my stomach is just a disaster. I could not get out of the bed the next day. So, my poor friend, she goes with Kelly to the next two or three days of the show. Yeah. Because I knew, I was like, oh, my God. Like, we were done. We're done. Like, we're, we've lost all of this, this little bit of money we had. We have made a very bad decision. And, um, like, we could not believe that we had messed up so bad. And, um... So, I remember, like, laying over sick on the seat on the way home, like, on the console in the middle of the truck, just sitting, just for days, I was just sick. And uh, so, we get home, and again, it's like Kelly said, it's not how much you, um... It's not how many times you fall. It's not how many times you fall, but it's, it's how many times you get up. And so, we got home, and we had orders here from customers where we had, you know, the product was in stores here locally, mm-hmm. Tallahassee, Valdosta. And um, and so that really gave us the boost that we needed to say, well, I mean, and so we investigated a little bit further. And people told us that we're up there. And like the lady, you know, from the booth from yeah. before, she comes around and she's like, y'all are at the wrong show, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I uh, said, so that's a hilarious, it's, it's a funny story. Um, but it's also, you know, meant to be encouraging too, because, um, we totally went to the wrong show, but if we had just stopped and not gone back again, we went back the that July, that was in April or May. Well, no, that was March. Yeah, March. It was in March. And, uh, and, we and then we went back following July. in July and, you know, did you know, fantastic. Yeah, we just kept, we went to the right show. We, we just kept grinding it out, you know, um, from March to July and I mean, I would go to stores and, you know, mm-hmm. please put it in on consignment, you know, the whole thing. And we did. And uh, it was just keeping that, you know, that perseverance, you know, yeah. that's that is the one trait that every entrepreneur has to have yeah. to make it is a strong sense of perseverance. Yeah. And um, but, yeah, we went back in, in, in that July. next July and just killed and we killed it. it for, you know, six, seven years. I mean, yeah. that's what we did and then we opened the store here and um had such great support from the community and you know around that we had to pull back with wholesale um because we just could not um, keep up with everything keep up with the demand we couldn't you know we couldn't keep up and and had to kind of drop back a little bit to to be able to then you know then we were going to do it during in uh in 2020 we had a booth ready to go in april of 2020 and COVID happened and um so this was the first year since COVID that we felt like we had the capacity, the production capacity, to be able to to go back in to to that world. Yeah. And yeah, cool. yeah. Yep. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about how you market the products? Maybe when you went back into wholesale now, and then when you did it, you know, for so many years. Sure. Prior. That's a good question. Um, you know, I think the world has changed a lot 
since we yeah. did it before. Definitely. Um, but then I think there are also similarities. And so, you know, how, how we started the business, which the wholesale side of the business, which was being very um, customer-centric and, and, and having that touch point with the customer, meaning we went out and um, we physically took samples to stores. We, we did that, you know. Um, and then, you know, there was a more economical way to do that, which was you go to a place where those people come to you, where you're not just trying to go see them. But, you know, I think that over the past seven, eight years since we've been out of the wholesale world, I think there's an element to that that, you know, we are personally revisiting because we want to establish meaningful relationships and partnerships with customers. This is a, this is a, a small batch, you know, handmade product. Um, multiple people put their hands on these products before they get to the final consumer. And so I think we're going back to some of that where we're physically sending out samples. We're physically going and seeing some customers that we would like to have relationships with because that I think is what has is missing, right? Um, we lost a lot of that during COVID. We lost a lot of that interpersonal relationships um, relationship that we had with, with people and your neighbor and all the things. And so we see there's a desire for that. Um, and then also to make sure that we've got, you know, the product in the right store. So we're not interested in just this mass produced and even mass distributed line. Um, so the other product we had, we were very much interested in that, and we did do that. I mean, we ended up with oh, yeah. 5,000 wholesale accounts and all over. Bass Pro Shops yep. and, you know, all the things. And um, and we ended up outsourcing production on, on those products. And um, so I think there are two different ways that you can go about it, you know, depending on what kind of product you have. Because we do get this question from time to time. You know, here's, what I, here's my product I want to make, and how would you, you know, how would you market it? How would you sell it? And you can certainly go, you know, that route of wholesale shows. And there are lots of wholesale shows to go out to. You can go to, you know, Amer- you can go to America's Martin Atlanta. You can go to Vegas. You can go to, um, you know, there's all kind of regional shows. There's, there's shows in New York. And, um, and so that, that's a way to do it, you know. Now you have FAIR also, which is there are certain wholesale websites that, you know, these um, merchants can get on, and, and it's kind of like a show, but it's a virtual show, you know, so your product is so there. Stone. Hey, Stone. Hey. Stone's coming to work. Wave at everybody. You're on the podcast. <laughs> 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 um, and so um, there's that element, too, that you can, you know, always have this virtual shop, right? And Fair has, how many vendors do they say they have, like? Two or three hundred thousand vendors, yeah. right, signed up on fairs. So that's one way to do it too. Um, or you can, you know, do it like we're doing. We're doing a combo. We're doing a, a hybrid approach right now, which is we went to America's Mart. Um, we picked up a lot of our old stores. Um, it was great to see those folks for the first time in six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those relationships are still there. They're very um, personal relationships to us, they're very special relationships to us because that's what got us where we are right now. You know, if those people had not believed in Lizzie J's and, and the and the old version of South Life, which was the smaller handmade leather goods, the belts and that kind of thing, again, we wouldn't be sitting here. 
Um, so I think there's a, a multitude of ways to market your product, but we're firm believers in, you know, a relationship-driven yeah. sale because that's what is going to... That's how you come out of a space for seven years, you walk back in and you get immediate orders is because we had real relationships with our wholesale customers. Yeah. yeah. And we cared about them being successful with the product. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a sale for us. Um, we wanted them to be successful in their store too. Right. Um, and I think that's, you know, we were talking with this with a, a, a few customers at, at the show this time and um, we have a different perspective now on what it's like for them. Oh, yeah, for sure. To be a store owner. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, it's so hard to be in the brick-and-mortar retail space now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think and COVID has definitely changed a lot of that. And I think COVID took a lot of brick-and-mortar store owners out, to, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, uh, it's a completely different way of doing business now. Right. Yeah. And so I think that relationship becomes even more important. It does. Um you know, but it we're thankful for the our brick and mortar store because it has helped us understand how difficult it is to staff your store, carry product in your store, stay open, um, be able to adjust to increasing costs and, and demands and the inflation and all the things that are going on right now. So um yeah. Um, so why don't you tell people how they can get in contact with us if they're interested in our sure. sale product? Sure. So we try and definitely meet people where they are. Um, so we, you can call the store here, 229-220-7686. Um, you can also uh, jump on our website, which is southlifesupplyco.com. Um, and there's a tab there that is a wholesale tab. Um, Ella's joining us right at the end, <laughs> little diva. Um, and then we also have a fair. You can find us on fair. Um, so there's a, a website there on fair. I know a lot of wholesale customers love the, um, the usability and the friendliness of fair. You can also get what, like 60 days yeah. term. Yeah. Um, they run their own. Yeah. All kind of stuff. They run their own deals on fair. And so we are part of fair. So multiple ways you can get up with us. Um, and we, we would love to, to talk with you about being a, a wholesale partner. Um, it's something that we've really enjoyed over the years, and we love sharing the story um, with, with your customers that you may have in your store. So, yeah. Well, that's it for today. Ella, did you have anything you wanted to say? No? It's time for a treat, isn't it? Or a cookie? Mm-hmm. Or a nap. Or a nap. That's right. All right, till next time.